lessons learned. That was two of them. Don't forget your shit at home or the office. And uh, to watch your time. Don't forget your shit. <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah, that's that's why it's number one. I said number one. The number best ability is availability. <laughs> Pineapple syrup. You let me down. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's another <laughs> it's Why another episode of Always Parched. I'm here with my very, very good friend, Mr. Dinger, and we've got Woe as well. <laughs> and I say that because this Woe's going to get plenty of love in this episode, so I'm just trying to squash him a little bit, and then we can praise him in a bit. Let's talk about the results. <laughs> wow, I guess we're going to squash him a lot. God damn. Tough crowd. Um, yeah, welcome to Always Parched. Today, what are we going to be talking about, Micah? We are going to be talking about a home bartender who competed amongst the pros in a competition, a drink competition. A good preface to this is I swear we're not a podcast dedicated to like cocktail competitions. Right. I feel like we talk about cocktail competitions a lot now. Yeah, it has been happening lately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one came across somebody's desk. It wasn't mine. Dinger? Yeah, it was Micah? Mine. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's going to annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> Deuce. If you haven't figured it out already, well, you probably haven't figured it out because we do some editing. But <laughs> Micah hates background noise. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't say anything when you knocked hit, the metal your thing spring over there yeah. on that side. But we've got this like farting noise in the background <laughs> that's going to be joining us today. We're oh. in really windy Arizona, windy Phoenix, <clears throat> the windy city, I think they call it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, so, yeah, came across your desk, Dinger. He shot it to me. That's not true. Shot it to both of you. I'm what? the one who sent it. <laughs> didn't what? you just say that Dinger sent it? No, I didn't say that. Didn't he say that? I sent oh, no, it to you us. did. Yeah. Okay. You did send it. Um, you sent it a long time ago. Yeah. You found that it didn't. And then you said that it doesn't state. Right. Uh, needing to be a professional or whatever. The language like what was a little ambiguous. It said yeah. all you had to do was be a resident of the Phoenix area. And then the second sentence said all bartenders must be full time bartenders mm. or something to that effect where it was two separate sentences that should have maybe been combined into one to say that like this is a competition for bartenders in the Phoenix area was yeah. my reading. So you did find it. You shot it to us. And then I... I had heard about it before. I didn't think about telling you guys because I just thought it was an industry thing. And once you said that, knowing that I had multiple brands sponsoring the week-long event, I was like, yeah, use my product. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the competition, I don't know if we actually said it, is a it's a gin competition. It was put on by Gin World, which I guess is a traveling gin show of some sort. I don't really know, but it, uh, it was the first time in Phoenix and they do like a whole gin week. So they had several events throughout the week dedicated to gin and various, I think, ways to mix it. I think a lot of them were like straight sipping events to try different gins, but also like how it pairs well with uh, different vermouths or something like that. So yeah, Gin World is... Started by Natasha Barami. Sorry, Natasha, if I butchered your name. Barami. 
owner of the gin room in St. Louis. So she's a, a big gin influencer. She actually was just in Imbibe this month hmm. for uh, top gin influencers in the world. Do they call her a gin influencer? Gin influencers. I don't remember what the article said. I that they should have if they didn't. Yeah. Seems a little too natural to not put those together. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a really good event. It was a good turnout. Huge um, both consumer and industry uh, base that went to that I saw at most events. And Did you go to a lot of the events? Yeah, I did. Right on. Well, so this competition was put on by them and it was a gin competition with uh, Campari. So you had to be it had to be a gin and Campari drink. Right. But uh, it could be different modifiers besides Campari. Yeah. Anything <laughs> owned by Campari. What? Anything owned by Campari? Okay. Go on. Um, well, as far as the modifier, you didn't have to just use Campari, even though the competition was called Campari Loves Gin or Gin Loves Campari, one of those. Yeah, something like that. So you just had to use the uh, one of the, what, six or seven sponsored gins, um, and then any modifier from the Campari portfolio, Campari USA. As Micah pointed out, or at least Micah was the one to point out that... Uh, I guess right in the rules, it said all residents of Phoenix uh, are eligible and then bartenders must be bartenders or something like that. So it was ambiguous enough that we thought, I wonder if we can give it a shot and submit our entries. Because like the uh, last competition, it was you submit it online and you submit a recipe. You don't have to submit a picture. One thing this time, Dinger, that you pointed out at that last competition was um, they did ask for social media, your social media handle, which I think it's funny because it's like, what do you need that for? Except if you're trying to figure out who the biggest influences are. And that was probably a request of Campari, I would assume, because, you know, you got six different brands. So if you're going to base it off of what brand you want to win, then there's only one bartender that is the option. Because, right, there wasn't more. Well, no, you and one other picked the gin that you used, yep. which what did you use? I use the Spirit of Vienne, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oh, that is. Mm -hmm. Why did you choose that one? <laughs> uh, because uh, we talked about it at some point. No, we didn't talk about it. You, you tried it once and you thought it was just the most amazing gin. It's yeah. got a great backstory. Yeah, I uh, chose it. They, I'm getting my facts muddled because I'm trying to remember why I actually chose it versus why I told the judges I tried it so or used it. But I used it because... You, Dinger, obviously provided me with a bottle and said, hey, give this a go. Uh, see if you can make something good with this. But uh, several of the ones, several of the gin sponsors I had not tried before. There was like Sipsmith and Spirit of Vienne. Some were, I guess, more standard like. There was a Hendrix. Yeah, Hendrix. Copper and Kings. Yeah, Copper and Kings one's good. Yeah. I didn't have my heart set on anyone. So when you offered up Spirit of Vienne to try it with, I said, well, I'm starting from scratch no matter what I use. So might as well go with them. I don't I don't think I've ever worked with Navy Strength Gym before, though. So mm. that was new. Okay. Which, honestly, you can tell me how, <laughs> if I did use that correctly or not. The only thing it really seemed to change for me is how much I put in there, the volume. Because obviously it's a stronger spirit so i kind of dialed it back a little bit so as not to make the drink overly boozy when you're doing competition one sip like the first drink that they're trying and passing on then i don't think you have to worry about it being too strong just as long as it's balanced yeah 
So is that different than from any other cocktail, really? Not necessarily, no. But I think that's one thing about mixing with gin is that depending on what you put in it, you can accentuate the juniper or you can, you know, really pull out a lot of citrus notes or dial them back or like, you know, add another herb, do a thyme infusion and, you know, bring more of the herbaceous side of the gin as opposed to the citrus side. You know, so there's, that's what I, is my favorite part about working with gin is because you can do so many different things. So one of the events uh, as a part of the gin world, the gin week or whatever, was where all of those sponsoring gins basically came together. Even more so. Yeah. I mean, that, that we had like 30 plus there brands there. Yeah. Um, and it was just a big tasting event. And some of them, some of them offered um, some mixers with it or, or or small cocktails cocktail, that they've made yeah. with it. But most of them were just offering tastes of their gins. Mm -hmm. And that gave me a really good, I think, overview of how different gin can be, like sitting there and actually oh, tasting yeah. them and one by side one. side by side and back right. to back, you know, not yeah. just like one night I tried this and it was good. And then next weekend, you're supposed to remember a different style or how it compares. Yeah, you're doing it like table to table to table and you can immediately tell the difference, right. which is like a great point for, I think home bartenders that are maybe trying drinks either for themselves or making drinks for, you know, a friend or a family member or whatever, because a lot of people I think say to us, well, I'm not, I'm not a big gin drinker or something like that. And we always typically tend to explain like, well, the standard gin that you probably know or have tasted before is, you know, like a London dry, probably not the best quality, really heavy on the juniper, kind of the pine tree taste or something like that. And if you go to an event like that or you actually take the time to taste some of these, you quickly realize that there's a big variety or, or big spectrum of the taste that you'll get because a lot of the ones, especially the American ones, I felt like were really, really high on that citrus end. Like they yeah. were they were fresh, like they were summer. Yeah. It tasted like summer to me. And yeah. so that's a good way, I think, to start trying different gin if you don't like gin and, and playing with it to see if you if you like it. Yeah. The the American style of gin is more like citrusy or floral, really taming back the juniper notes. Right. Not all. A lot of them want to stay true to that London style, which the London style is the heavy juniper. I love juniper. I think that that was what... I initially liked about gin, um, but the, you know, there, there, there are, there's just so many different styles and I think it's a perfect event. And I think what Natasha and, and many other people in the community of the gin kind of community are doing is, is working. It was, it seemed to be a, a really successful event. You kidding me right now? What happened? Can you <laughs> You're playing with Velcro? <laughs> Can you even hear it? Yes, of course. No, you can't look at the bars. Well, I can hear it, but I mean, <laughs> if you can hear it with your ears, you're going to hear it on the mic. <laughs> Zoom with your feet. Yeah. I had a whole discussion with somebody. I've been giving you leeway today. with futzing around with your phone, but you're oh, playing with. Oh, was I doing it? Here. Velcro, oh. for God's sakes. <laughs> We're going to have to. Uh, and then this. Yeah. <laughs> this is Micah's worst nightmare. Yeah. I had a whole discussion with somebody today about zooming with your feet, by the way. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yep. Did you improve their lives? Did they thank you for it? Because they damn well should have. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it's Micah's wisdom yeah. whose lives wouldn't be improved by such. <laughs>
Because we were, I did, I did say at the beginning that we were going to heap some praise on you, which I think we should because this was a, a, a pro competition and the pro of pros won. A uh, big fan of Bobby Kramer. Yeah, of Brickyard. Brickyard down oh, yeah, that's right such, in your backyard, Micah. Yeah, yeah, such a great place for a drink. Their menu is insane, and they change it fairly often. And when I say fairly often, it underscores like their menu is huge, insane, and still complex and interesting. And they change it often. It's, yeah. So, yeah. Every time they're like, "Hey, we're doing R and D." I feel like it's right after the menu launched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, we're working on next menu. We want to do this theme or, or whatnot. And, and runner up, Henry. Yeah. Both, both from the brand. Right? Yeah. Henry showing. From so while we're super proud of you for getting in there, because you're our home bartender and you're our guy, that was some tough competition. And they mopped the floor with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <they were> <laughs> gonna, <laughs> I feel like this is going to be like a real <laughs> ebb and flow, like knock, uh, pick you up and then it's knock like, you down. It's uh, like the shit sandwich. Praise, shit, praise. <laughs> so we'll, we'll start and end with big ups, but in the middle, you're going to have to yeah. eat some shit. Mm, yeah. Shit sandwich. <laughs> I mean, all of the, the bars represented there were, you know, the best in, in the Valley. There were um, some good ones. Obviously, the winners we already mentioned, Brickyard downtown. Uh, Pobrecito at the Churchill downtown. It's a good spot. Bitters, bar and food. Yeah, where the, the, the host, host yep, hosting the bar, event. the parlor. It's a good spot. Familiar with those guys. Fan. Um, Blue Hound Kitchen and Cocktails. <clears throat> um, did I miss anybody? Oh, Little Woody. And Always Parched. Talk, always Parched. <laughs> always Parched Podcast. That's right. They were really confused when what? they were trying to introduce me. They're asking me, so wait, of what? Of Always Parched? I've always parched podcast. Is that your podcast? Do you own that? And I was like, well, I don't, yeah, I don't own it. I do, it's, I do a podcast and I don't have a bar that you can name off with it. So yeah, I gotta say it was super cool to see on like the social media posts to have like our podcast on there. Especially because of how they teed it up. <laughs> it had the name of the person, like the column was listed name, second column bar. And then I don't forget what the third one was, but yeah. But that part, that that space was just left blank yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah. So, but all right. Well, we've we've mentioned it enough. I'll just say that the competition was a gin campari competition. It was submit your your recipe online, and that was all I had to do on my end. And then they selected eight finalists. Nine finalists. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and those finalists had to actually show up in person to recreate their drink for a panel of judges. There were three judges, had a time frame, a, you had to give a backstory to why you chose the specific gin you chose and the specific modifier you chose. And they really emphasized kind of uh, explaining how you married those two or why you chose those two to pair. And, and then just obviously explain the drink and how you, how you created it. But I think for me, it was just super cool. And I'm sure like cool and nerve wracking for you to like be behind the bar for the first time, but then also having to like keep your shit together and, and do oh, the yeah. competition. So you want to hear about this experience? <laughs> yes. Mr. Or Mrs. Listener, because you guys were obviously there. Um, by the way, thanks for coming and supporting me boys. Uh, um, we had t-shirts. That's right. My yeah. t-shirts. And it was my anniversary. That's right. You, I don't know how I pulled that one. I know. <laughs> that was, that was, 
that was dope. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so speaking of first experiences, you know, just going absolutely swimmingly, the, I get there and they do a random draw for the order of which you're going to present. Cause you go one at a time. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm thirsty. Oh, get me one, please. <laughs> you can- All right. He'll dinger. will get us something. You yeah. keep going. Okay. Yeah. So they select the order. I'm second, which I'm actually pretty pleased with because I didn't want to go first because I never done it before. So I figured it'd be nice yeah. to watch somebody, but also second because then I can knock it out and right. be done. Um, so I liked that position. And so they gave, they directed me to, to a little area, which was behind the bar. Awesome. You know, awesome experience. Very nerve wracking being behind there because the bar kind of the right side of it was still open for, you know, regular customers. And so the bartenders, the regular bartenders are still moving and doing some stuff. It wasn't packed or anything, but they're still, they're still, uh, slinging Mm -hmm. some drinks and, and I feel like I'm kind of in the way. So it, then I just kind of think, well, this is what they do. Like we've gone to enough bars. We see how they move and they bump into each other from time to time or whatever. And it's just understood that you need to just keep moving. Just don't, just don't, uh, stop. So I'm standing there. The first person is nearing the end of their presentation. I have most of my stuff out. Um, I brought some crushed ice because it was a crushed ice drink when I presented it. Uh, and as I go to pull out the last two items of my cocktail, which are syrups, I realize because I came straight from work that I left my syrups in the fridge at my office. <laughs> and I was just like my stomach dropped. I'm sure I just like turned kind of pale very quickly. I was like, oh, my gosh, I was just so. <laughs> yeah, I bet the amateur pulled the amateur move. Exactly. <laughs> I was just like, you got to be shitting me. And so I think, well, maybe they have these syrups. But then I, I think I asked somebody and they're like, no, it wouldn't have. It was because it was a vanilla syrup and a pineapple syrup. I don't think they had those offhand. Didn't you make them? I made the vanilla syrup. I did not make the you know, pineapple syrup. I use small hands because small hands does good work and it's mm-hmm. consistent. So fortunately, I work. I only work five minutes like my 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 office is five minutes from the uh, venue and they were kind enough to just move me down lower in the order and I zipped over there zip back but I feel like that certainly contributed to the presentation which was which was good I'm told uh, from people that were kind of watching but I think like my energy was just much lower because I was just kind of tired right yeah. physically from like running up the stairs to grab my shit and mentally just because i've been mentally prepping for all this and then you threw that whole stress ball curve in mm. the middle of it and uh yeah it was it was uh not your best showing for your first competition ever but kind of seems like it's fitting since it's my first and i know <laughs> what the hell i was doing kind of sip of this yeah we yeah for us. I'd, I wouldn't worry about that. I mean, first competition, you can't expect to win the first one. I guess. I mean, you should expect to win, but. After we just talked to Chanel, I'm all, I was all pumped I know. up. I'm like, what you got to go you? in winning. Don't overthink it. That's right. And that's what, well, I. But think enough to you? remember What did Chanel shit? tell you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Shout out to Chanel. She did. There was, I will say there was a point when I was R&Ding a bunch and. 
at the end, I was really going back and forth between subbing out one component over another, fairly minor tweaks, you know, keeping the foundation the same. But, but I think you mentioned that to me, Dinger. You're like, what should Chanel say? Just don't overthink it. And I was like, you know what? I, I like what I have. Um, I, I had one or two people try it and they both said, yeah, this is good. And so I said, all right, you know what? I don't want to mess with this too much. Yeah. Cause you were trying to, to change the recipe like the night before. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we keep going on, let me, I'll just lay out what the drink was. So I went with that spirit of the end Navy strength gin, and then I chose Campari just because I really like Campari and, um, you know, I was right in the name gin loves Campari competition. Uh, but I tried to do a little bit of a tiki spin on it. So I actually infused the Campari uh, with, I guess it's actually a wash, a fat wash um, with coconut oil. So it was a coconut Campari. And to that, I added lemon juice, pineapple syrup, vanilla syrup, a little bit of a grapefruit liqueur, and then grapefruit bitters. And I think maybe I did a touch of aromatic bitters in that as well. So there was a kind of a lot going on to that. As many tiki drinks do. Right. Exactly. And I called it the Bitter Island. Nice. Yeah. Because one bitter, shout out to Campari. Everyone should know that it's going to be bitter. Bitter or Campari is obviously a very bitter um, spirit, liqueur. Island because one, kind of the tiki reference, but two also because the spirit of Yen, after doing a little bit of research on that, apparently is made on an island in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Sweden, right, Michael? That's correct. Dinger. It's an island just south of Sweden called Vien. Yes. It's an island of Vien. Yep. It's a very tiny island. I think there's like 300 residents. Yeah. And it's got a big resort on it. And apparently they decided to open up a dis- distillery on the resort premises. And uh, it was initially just offered... Well, it, for people that were there, they didn't distribute or anything. And then they recently started distributing. So, so that was, so that all played into my, my thought process for the drink name. And that's what I wound up with. Questions, comments, concerns. You got runner up again, right? Probably. Yeah. No. This time we know. Yeah. This time I know <laughs> I did third place. This time I got third. Huh. They didn't announce anything past second. No, they announced the top two. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Nice. So still on the podium again. Yeah. (laughs) It was a good drink, man. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Are you going to make one for us? I think you did well. I can. I did. I did receive positive feedback. Did you talk to the judges afterwards? I did talk to the judges. What'd they say? I got positive feedback for them. I got a lot of, um, which was somewhat to be expected, I thought, by virtue of just me being there. A lot of, this was really good for especially for a home bartender like you know we don't have a lot i don't think they get a lot of uh non-industry people i don't think they've ever gotten one really there's uh you know like you know you get what your home bartenders especially from this area you have the biggest obviously elliot clark apartment bartender huge following yeah but i don't think he's worked shifts behind bars he does now he does yeah he sits in now he does now, but mm. when he was here, or yeah, maybe I don't know. Tail end, he right. might have. Yeah. And then uh, Tiki Sue, Michael Sue, he has worked shifts, but he he won a big competition okay. in 
um, in, in Hawaii. And I think at the time he wasn't, he may have like worked at some of his friends' bars or something. I don't know. We should have him on. He'll tell you all about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, back to that, it's just, yeah, you don't see it. You don't see. And especially for you, because like these other guys have already kind of been in that scene for a long time mm-hmm. and know know a lot of the bartenders not saying you don't you do but i think it would be on the earlier stage of like kind of them knowing you yeah i don't know i mean i didn't know any of these guys i i knew some of uh i knew some of uh i knew some of the names just by virtue of going into the some of those locations but yeah. um not most of them uh, i met one or two of them Again, same reaction. They were very nice and they were like, that's awesome, dude. You know, keep going. And that, that was also really common feedback too. It was like, hey man, don't stop. Keep going. I said, yeah, why not? It's fun. Um, so, but that was one judge. She said, I think what she basically said in so many words, I don't want to put it words in her mouth or anything, but it felt like she was like basically saying, hey, you held your own, you know, that it was a good drink. Uh, she said that she really liked it which uh, kind of inferred that she liked it more than maybe one of the, one or two of the other judges. And I did talk to an, one other judge who did say he's it was a good drink, kind of up one component of it. You know, he, he thought it needed a little more acidity to it, but that was the only thing he recommended changing. It's not like he said, scrap it, go stick to your day job. <laughs> but... Yeah, and overall it was a positive, positive experience. Good. Well, good. <laughs> you got to keep doing more, Micah. You got to get in them now. Yeah, I did not participate because we're we're recognized now, recognized yeah. as always, parched as a you know. Yeah, it was actually a force. It a, was uh, funny yeah. coming in strong because time. Micah had the shirts made for us, and then. Uh, at the gin fest, I wore the shirt just because I was thinking, well, may as well continue to kind of represent the podcast, especially because that's how a few of them know me now. And one guy there uh, that was serving up the that had the bar in the back that was serving up gins, however you wanted it, Bloody Marys, gin tonics, whatever. I ordered with two friends that I was with. I think I ordered a Bloody Mary, and they were giving them a kind of like sample cups or whatever and he came in like this giant cup and I was very confused at first uh, mostly because I didn't really I just wanted a little bit of a sip of water <laughs> and I was like thanks and he said that's because you competed on Monday and I said oh, nice thanks dude get the hook up yep and then it begins yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah I uh, whip it up you guys can taste it let me know what you think again because I had a version of it, yeah. but without the um, the uh, modified Campari, and it was still delicious. Mm. Yeah, I'll whip it up. We could chat about it. And then what I'd like to do is let's talk about how to the lose creative process. Competition. The creative, <laughs> what? What did you say? How to lose a competition? I'm glad you got that zinger in there before the this <laughs> game. That's clean audio on that dig. <laughs> And we're recording again, otherwise known as, and we're back. And 
we're back. And our fronts. Hey. Because we always got to say that. Waiting for it. Some commercial used that. I was like, you dicks. Now it's going <laughs> to look like I'm just copying some corny-ass commercial. Well, I think we probably got it on the podcast at some that's point true. early on, right? I used it in a comic, too. So it's oh, like copyright me that's circa like 10 years 2000, ago. Yeah. 2005. Oh, yeah, sure. I forget what it was. 14 it was, years ago. What do you say? Like when someone's like, I'm back. And then I'll say like, and your front. Ah. In some commercial I saw yesterday used it. Yep. But I'm, I'm not saying it's a great joke, but I'm saying I've been using it for a real long time. Yeah. That's mine. <clears throat> Witness. Also, I stole it from my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yep. Good job, Brandon. Been doing dad jokes since he was 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's in front of you. Cheers. 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 To the third place drink. Wrong one. Clink. Oh, nice. Clink. Oh, look at you, you There's sound so effects many. master. Yeah. Oh, whoops, that was the wrong one. Dinger keeps several drinks in, at his disposal at all times. So while I was pouring it, I was uh, remembering that one of the things that they found really interesting was the use of the grapefruit liqueur. Yeah. Because, speaking of, you were just talking about it off mic, uh, it was Tattersall. Yep. Yeah, I was getting, the bottle was getting passed around quite a bit. Yeah, they were very interested because it doesn't have distribution out here. So correct. Um, so they're of course they're going to be curious as to of course to what it is, who's making it, and they do a damn good job. They do. I tried the, using this with other grapefruit liqueurs. So I think one of the most popular or standard ones, at least that you'll find when uh, uh, for flavored liqueurs like grapefruit, um, all the other flavors I can't think of off the top of my head <laughs> is uh, Giffard, Gifford. And uh, that one's pretty standard, but that's that's pretty low proof. I think it's what, like 15, 20%, something like that. Uh, whereas the grapefruit liqueur from Tattersall is actually 80 crema. proof. Boom. Yeah. Grapefruit crema. And it's just got a really natural delicious grapefruit yeah, flavor like in my lot. opinion like it, it's very real and it's a lot drier mm-hmm. as a result of being a higher proof mm-hmm. um not not quite as sweet as some of the other ones yeah they were really interested in that uh they were checking out the bottle and i think it comes through pretty well in the drink but yeah what 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 comments you got now dinger go ahead fire away oh this is totally different from when you made it before which time the <laughs> time the at the the competition or uh so the other little aspect. Um, no, I actually was joking right off the bat, but mm. when I take a drink, I do honestly think that it is different. And I don't know, maybe the your Campari changed. Maybe it lost some of the um, coconut. Good enough. I don't know. It tastes uh, a little dry. Okay. I, th- I, I definitely taste a lot of the bitter Campari, and I remember it being <clears throat> a little less bitter, a little more kind of rounded. So one other common uh, comment I've gotten, not only from them, but just from people that I've served this to since, is they like it the more it sits, which I can only imagine is because as the ice melts, it just tends to blend it a lot more. It'll dilute more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Soften up that Navy strength. Yep. I get a lot of the, the coconut on the from the smell of it, though. Yeah, for sure. There's a ton. But I'm getting mostly Campari with it. Yeah. I get the I get a lot of grapefruit too. I get gin. 
Mm. So you I get just the got a little lemon oh. and uh, <laughs> is that vanilla? <laughs> uh, maybe just a hint of pineapple. Yeah. Yeah, there was a point where I was where were you going with that? <laughs> just naming off the yeah, stuff. I can't tell if you're just naming off the components I that I already told you or if you're actually getting these things. I know. So we I am actually getting them. And then the we first, went into a weird place. I think the first sip, just because of the, the style of Campari, it kind of takes over your palate. So then the second sip, the third sip, you start peeling back the layers and, and tasting more from it. So partially I was being a dick. Yeah, well, Given. par for the course. But mostly just really admiring your cocktail. Well, if you recall the night before when I was tinkering, I think my comment to you was, I feel like all of these components are coming through, but they are, they're n- I needed a way or was thinking about changing it in a way to bind them a little bit more. And your response to me was, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. But also, <laughs> like, it's not a bad thing to be able to pick out flavors. You know, you don't want it so muddled that you can't tell what's in it. That's how I've always kind of um, lived your life. Thought about quarter mile at a time. <laughs> is, you know, if you can't taste something, then it's a wasted ingredient. <laughs> it's just, you know, oh, I think. Dig on you, vodka. <laughs> <laughs> is vodka I listening? think that would be TTB classifying it that way you know there's a style of bartending i think i think i would call it like molecular mixology where there's just a ton of stuff in it really fancy techniques and garnishes and so many infusions and just you know 12 ingredient cocktail and to me that is a lot of work for one especially if you're busy unless it's combined in but I don't know if you could pull out all 12 flavors while enjoying that cocktail. Mm. You know, I think the only thing that it could do is maybe like create some new flavor, like these four things combined give this profile of this. But I think you can also still make a really good balanced drink with four ingredients. You know, really showcasing you really showcasing what the ingredients you're putting in instead of trying to create something new right. or create a new flavor by meshing mm-hmm. you can just showcase the 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 quality in all these amazing new spirits craft spirits classic spirits whatever it may be no i'm sitting here tasting it and remembering why i decided to stop which is a you know your advice your infinite wisdom there but also don't listen to me you listen to me twice so far, and what's your, what's the results? Damn, two sure. bronze medals. Yeah, Ooh, that's right. One Whoa. silver. Whoa, one bronze. Oh no, you got the check silver. the tape. I got second. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like it. Like, I mean, I like the the bitter component of it, and it does the bitter shines quite a bit. Yeah, um, which is why I put in the damn name. But Campari loves gin. Yeah, or gin loves Campari. One of the two. But I. I, I like that flavor. And so that's why I, I decided to let it sit, let it stand for itself. Um, so actually last weekend, my wife had a, a, some some colleagues over, like an end of the year party. And most of them are, oh, actually I'll venture to say all of them were not cocktail people. Like they must have brought six bottles of wine or some six, seven bottles of wine amongst them for, there was only like eight of them. <laughs> so 
they they drink wine basically is is the moral of that story and but she had kind of obviously been been talking up my cocktail game quite a bit so she told him one about the crowd favorite the scotch bale and two about this drink that i had entered into it and i was like if they're not really into drinks that much or like not into cocktails well yes i i like this drink i don't know if i would just shoot someone in this uh direction Campari is a tough sell yeah it's a uh, it's a tough introduction for sure mm-hmm. to cocktails so so she had me make them and uh a couple of them for for a couple of them to try and again decent feedback probably just being polite <laughs> but one i think i think they both actually got drank but again i think i heard it from two different people same thing like actually as time goes on i'm liking this more and more and so I really feel like the uh, dilution helps this this particular drink. I don't know. I want to point out, I think you just invented a new word that I really like. What is it? Did you say crowd flavor it? <laughs> I did not. Crowd flavor it? Like instead of ca- crowd favorite? Yeah. Uh, crowd flavor it. Flavor it. Mm-hmm. Crowd flavor it. Nope. That was all your ears. We're, we'll circle back, see who's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Check the tape. <laughs> so, yeah. All jokes aside, you did great. Thank you, sir. Great competition, great cocktail, great exposure. It was yeah, fun. That's all we really cared about. But I will yeah. say, though, so this this kind of gets me into the next point, uh, which was the actual creative process behind doing this, because I had a process which was not refined by any means, but I basically knew, well, with the competition like this, obviously you knew what two things you had to have in it, and... From there was just like a lot of tinkering to kind of nail down what what kind of flavors came out to me the most. But then from there, I was my first thought was like, what do the pros do? To, like, I know they do a lot of R&D. Do they just start randomly mixing some stuff here and there? And then on top of that, how much should I be mixing here? Because I don't want to like make a whole drink every time I thought of something. Yeah. So I was like really trying to break it down into smaller um, fractions. You know what I mean? So like a fourth of what I would normally use instead of a full ounce, a quarter ounce. And of course that makes very small drinks, but that way (laughs) I could like try six without using half a bottle or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, And that made me think like, what do the, do the pros, do the industry guys just like have all this stuff at their disposal and they are just making a full drink each time that they do it? Or are they actually just, or is it a lot of it in, in your mind where you take a small sip of it, know the profile and know how you want to add these, these different components up in your mind? Or do you actually have to mix something every single time? I don't know. I was very curious to know your thoughts on this dinger. Well... Or Micah. Yeah, Micah. <laughs> well, I feel like the pros would be more concerned about winning than burning a <laughs> bottle of booze. I only had one spot, one bottle of a sponsored <clears throat> gin, though. I was well, burning through it. Let me tell, tell you something you already know. <laughs> the world is a mean and nasty place, and it will beat you down to the ground if you let it. I'm not going to finish the rest. You should. <laughs> I wanted to hear it. I watched it today I was, during I was lunch. Ready. I, was like, oh, I, was gonna... I wonder if I can work this into the podcast. <laughs> it's a good speech. I yeah. like it. Hop on YouTube, bruh. It's good. Um, I would agree with Micah. It's not how winning is done. 
you got to mix it. You got to mix it how you're going to make it. And I think, you know, if it was a branded event or a branded, you know, competition, I would do a lot of research on that brand and find inspiration through some sort of history with it. Yeah. But how um, does that work practically? Like if I inspiration, what do you mean inspiration? Like inspiration on a, something that will make a great story or read something and be like, I bet this flavor will work. Like, how does that work? Well, I think I, I like, would say everybody, if they don't have it, they should have it. But the Flavor Bible is just an awesome tool for bartending. Yes, I use that for sure. Anytime <clears throat> I'm so you kind of something. like and then you're also, you know, a lot of these places have chef driven, you know, back of house concepts. So they're, you know, going through seasonal rollouts or features and they're learning from the chef, you know, you, so you, yeah, I always worked with the chef. If I made a drink, first person I would have try it was our executive chef. It's a good point. A couple of things that I was thinking of when you said that was I did, I did do my research on the gin once I knew which gin I was going to use, which again, wasn't because I tasted it and, and I was going to say it wasn't because I tasted it and blew me away, which made it sound bad for the gin. The gin is actually very good, uh, especially after I tasted their lineup of Gin Fest, Bomb Gin, Spirit of Yen. But um, once I found out the whole uh, island aspect of it is kind of what sparked the tiki thing. So Perfect. I get that, what you're saying. Yeah. About and that's exactly what there. you did. But it's real interesting what you said about the having like a, a working in a restaurant that that is putting out food at the same time and you're seeing these different menus come out because it made me think of today, actually, I was looking at a menu for a brunch menu this Sunday because I'm taking my mom out to brunch. It's Mother's Day. We better get this out timely now because I'm getting yeah. <laughs> timely <laughs> reference in yeah. August. Yeah, I can't come out in six months. <laughs> um, but one of the things on, I don't know if it's actually the menu I'm going to because because I actually don't think we got this fancy, but uh, one of the places was like an ancho coffee rubbed sirloin, something or other. And immediately I just thought of like a drink because I was like, oh, ancho sounds really good. Like an ancho Reyes with a coffee liqueur and, you know, something, something kind of that has, that's kind of savory, Worship but not like sauce. a. Well, I just thought like a sirloin, like what goes great with steaks, that's bourbon or something like a whiskey. So I was immediately making a drink in my head. And so that that's to your point of if you're seeing some stuff come out in a menu or you have a chef that has a great palate for all these things, that's a that's an amazing resource to have for someone to, to be able to go up and say, hey, I like these flavor profiles. Yeah. You taste it. What do you think or something? Obviously, I'm sitting by myself in my house <laughs> just trying to come up with this stuff and a lot of it is like I, I think of one or two things maybe some of them more obvious that go with that go with this the particular spirit and then I use the flavor bible like you said which really is just a amazing resource and it has like 40 different things associated with maybe what I was thinking of and will either take me in a different direction or maybe something I could just add to what I got Every bartender that you competed against has a much better advantage than you do because they were talented. With- oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're working with flavors all day long and you're working with documents and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
They do. One thing that was pretty apparent in in the competition, not only not only in the drink flavor, because I actually didn't taste I didn't taste anybody's drink, actually, um, mostly because I was a little fried from everything. And I just wanted to sit and I kind of found a corner and sat down. I was chatting with Micah a bunch, but uh, but the presentation social and spreading the word of all. (laughs) I had the T-shirt. It was fine. But the uh, the presentations that that was dope. Like they had some good presentations, like one after another came out and I was like, that's cool. Never would have thought of that. Yeah, that's, you, that yeah. was one thing that I I mean, was, I obviously was lacking because I didn't finish. I ran well, out of time. You did. You got you got super into your inspiration. Yeah, I chatted quite a bit. I didn't realize I've never worked against the clock because mostly it's just me at home, not talking to anybody, watching, you know, a rerun of. Brooklyn Nine Nine while I'm making a drink or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I think that you could have like I think you started talking for a while before yeah. pouring your first ingredient, and yeah. I think if you would have started pouring a little sooner, then you'd have been fine because you finished the drink and you garnished two of the four. Yeah, I didn't didn't make it, and and that was just the garnish that I felt was good for the the aroma, which was the mint. The other ones, I had some other ideas of like throwing in some pineapple leaves. You know, sprinkling toasted coconut on it. Yeah. You know, stuff that would would have just been for show. But well, um, yeah. But, you know. Oh, I mean, they would have. They they help in the competition. Your eyes and nose taste the drink before your mouth does. I mean, you see it and like there's a lot of perception with the exact same product. And like a couple months later. They, they like they like it better or worse than the first time they tried it and that could be the environment it could be you know what i don't know their mood that a day less or handsome man serving it to them than you <laughs> yeah so, like it's it all factors i'm in. more 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 handsome <laughs> i actually i've got a couple how could it be more i've had some <laughs> i've had some uh some scotch suppliers in some scotch some scottish suppliers in um, lately and, and I'll walk into a retail account that, you know, I warned, I told them I'm probably coming in and probably going to bring someone, you know, or, Hey, are you in? And then when I, whenever they get that text from me, like they probably know that I'm coming in or bringing some, some pressure. <laughs> and, uh, a couple of times they've like looked at me and been like, you know, kind of the roll of the eyes or like, Oh God, like today I don't just like the fourth person that's come in. I don't want to deal with this. And getting ready to tell me, can't taste today, too busy, whatever. And then Buddy starts talking. They're like, oh, shit. All right. Well, I got to taste. You know, like if, you, if you're going to sit here. Because of the accent? Because of the about? accent. Yeah. Okay. And just like clarifying. just that. Yeah. Having someone, if you're, taste, if you're doing a scotch tasting and you have someone from, you know, Northern Scotland. Scotland from Thurso that's traveled this whole way and is going to tell you about their brand and right. and like, you know, the whole thing. Oh, yeah, try this Navy Strength. Describe this one as a smack and a cuddle. <laughs> First, it gets you right in the face, but then it comes around and gives you a nice big bear hug on the back. <laughs> you know, it tastes good. It tastes even better when you, when you hear that. No, I agree. I remember I was really sold on Woodford Reserve a long time ago. I mean, I think it's still a great, you know, it's a fun, good bourbon. But it was for it was a Woodford Reserve event, and they they had a guy there who was doing this whole presentation on Woodford, and they said it's like a warm hug on a cold night, and 
and I was thinking, ooh, that's a great <laughs> description. Like right before you tasted it, and as soon as I tasted it, and you know, I, my first thing out of my mouth was, I can feel it. It is like a warm hug <laughs> on a cold. It was a little chilly out that night, and I just thought, what Chilly, a great description. In Flagstaff? No. I mean, it, it was gets chilly yeah. in the winter. <laughs> Tough guy. <laughs> I, that was just for the. That was just for show. I freeze here in the winter. Uh, so yeah, do you have any other thoughts on the creative process, Dinger or Micah? I got a little bit of a cold, so mm. not like in a cool, sexy way. It's just not like, like nasally. In a <laughs> yeah, but Phoebe don't worry about it. That's me, twenty four seven. I know. I edit these. <laughs> <laughs> when when Ooh, this is done, no soon. one's going to know. You're going to have the deepest, sexiest James Earl Jones shit going on oh, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. me too. I'm, I'm always that way. Wow. <laughs> We're going to leave your shit just the way it is. Uh, it goes without saying that... Um, you didn't enter, Micah. That's why. Not. That's why we're not talking about your uh, creation as well. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm sure you would have taken fourth place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was recommended to me to apparently join the USBG as an enthusiast by one of the judges. Um, you're a part of that, I'm assuming, Dinger. Yep. Because they, they said, yeah, we send out all the. Well, one of the judges said she gets she is invited to do um, like judge cocktail competitions more than she can actually handle. So she doesn't accept all of them. And I was like, really? I didn't know there were that many around. And she said, yeah. If you want to continue to do more competitions, not even just to do more competitions, but there's a lot of educational that's what events. I, that's what she said. That they do. And, and so you can, you know, get free admission to certain seminars and, you know, it's a good source. USBG, yeah. Uh, so I was looking at it today. I didn't actually join yet, but yeah. And like, it's super affordable. I mean, it's like hundred bucks a year, hundred bucks a year. We yeah. got kids to feed. <laughs> you know how many bottles that is like four, uh, not even, <laughs> not even. What are you feeding your kid? 25 oh, bucks a bottle of water. I was thinking <laughs> bottles of booze. <laughs> Dang, poor little Esme. Really? Oh, she eats hammered real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She eats great. <laughs> Fucking make me look like a bad dad. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, maybe we'll just, maybe we'll make this a, a competition podcast. We'll just keep talking about all the competitions yeah. we do. Do you get a no. card? I'll totally enter if I get like a, I can say I'm a card carrying member. You get a pin. Well, that's good enough. Yeah. I can make you my own thing about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then you can get your bartending apron. What? Start pinning up your apron. Oh, yeah. I just put them on my suits. Like a uh, flare? Mm, yeah, well, for sure your suit. If you wear a suit for a competition, then use that as your little lapel. Yeah. Well, Mike, better luck next time. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to finish higher than third. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, thanks for coming out. It was a lot of fun. Um I'd like to continue doing it. The, the, the creative thing I, I hope to get better at. I mean, it's, it made me want to try to tinker more so that if something like this were to come around again, I would have maybe a couple things like in the bank, you know, some things I'd be like, Oh, I already kind of know something that I want to try to do a riff on or something like that. But honestly, Campari was a little tough because I don't know about you guys, maybe not Dinger. Dinger's probably got a whole 
menu and this back pocket of shit he could use for Campari. But like for me and maybe for Maiko, the first thing I hear gin and Campari is pretty obvious, right? Yeah. It's Negroni. And I was immediately thinking like, what do I use gin and Campari in besides Negroni? Right. And I came up blank real fast. I mean, I've done a couple of Negroni variations, but not, I don't think I've ever used gin and Campari in something else. So that was, that was the biggest challenge for me when I was coming up with something because not only do I not do it, I tried to start thinking of on menus, where do I see Campari? And it usually is on, if not a Negroni, it's usually on some sort of boozier drink, like usually fewer ingredients, uh, some sort of aperitif or some, something like that, something straightforward, three or four ingredients. So that was also part of the inspiration of wanting to branch out and do something completely different. Not that I'm the first person, obviously, to ever do that, but it was, I don't know, fun for me, I guess. So with that, we'll go ahead and send us off, Micah. What? Micah. <laughs> so, Thanks for the support. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I, I think it's definitely... It was cool as your friend seeing you behind the bar because I know we're, we've we've been super into the the cocktail scene and we've always been on the outside and then it felt like we're kind of insiders or at least like in the cool kids club. Oh, totally! We totally got to sit at the table for a day or a yeah, night for sure. And you had huge support too with your family coming in and yeah, I, I was it was cool. I really I really loved watching you back there and. I think it's just the start. <sighs> See a day job. Got to sign up for USBG. Yeah. Get those emails. Sign up for another competition because we got to get we got to rack up those third place trophies. Yeah, that's right. They're not going to rack themselves up. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening. This is always parched. On that. Sorry note. to disappoint yeah. you again, yeah, <laughs> guys. One of these days we're going to bring home a W. Yep. It wasn't today. But it doesn't uh, have to be, man. You got a W in my eyes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no. Well, all right. Check us out. I'm, we'll post a, we'll post a um, recipe for this drink. Always parched. Uh, feel free to hit us up. Always parched at gmail.com. We're also at on Facebook. But we're pretty bad at updating Yeah, we Facebook. haven't done anything on Facebook. So at... In the meantime, <laughs> go to iTunes, subscribe, and give us a favorable rating. We'd really appreciate that. <laughs> we've never asked for much. We've actually never asked for yeah, like, I don't a favor for anything. So, like, you know, give us five stars. I'd give you five stars, probably. <laughs> sure. If you give us five stars, we'll give you five stars. Yeah, send us an email. <laughs> now you're on our mailing list. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Till next time. Stay hydrated, kids. Yep. Side note. Editable. At that party, edible, last, edit, editable. This is uh, cut, cuttable.
an hour and 11 minutes. Okay. So like editing would be down to like 45, 50, 40, I bet. 40? Yeah. 35? 40? Is that much garbage in this? There's a lot of garbage. There's a lot of garbage on any given episode. That's fine. 40 minutes is fine. I thought this was a good one. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) It can't. It's not mutually exclusive. It could be good and have a bunch of garbage in it. Probably some of the best ones have a lot of garbage in it. Yeah. Bring on the garbage. Damon, fuck you. <laughs> God, this thing's bugging the shit out of me. <laughs> How do you keep bumping into I it? I don't like, know. I never bump into this thing, but put it's like, right, you gotta put down. it way further down so it's out of your way. I just gotta put you ding-dongs in like a straight jacket so you can't <laughs> futz with stuff. 